SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Four minutes off to six o'clock. Well, after that false start, this is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Hilton Tarrant with you on this Tuesday evening, although it might be a Wednesday, uh, given that uh, tomorrow's kind of a Friday. Tonight, Telcom's relaunched its mobile arm under the Telcom Mobile brand. Managing Director of the group's uh, cellular division, Attila Vitae, takes us through the changes and what South Africans can expect from the new look operator from as soon as tomorrow. Yanni Durant, the Chief Executive of Diversify Investment Group, Remgrow on its plans for the food sector and technology sector, given the fact that Peter Ace joins the group in just over a week's time. FNB and APSA weigh in on a debit order problem that affected clients over the weekend. And David Shapiro uh, alongside me and with us to make sense of the markets on the day with the JSC ended lower. First up, though, as always, Google it, Tempupi has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. South African diversified mining firm Exaro Resources has obtained a court order compelling illegal strikers at five of its shafts to return to work. Prolonged strikes at mines that sell coal to power utility ESCOM could affect the local electricity supply, which is already squeezed due to fast-rising demand. Employment in South Africa's formal non-farm sector edged up slightly by a third of 1% in the fourth quarter of 2012 compared with the previous three months of that year with mining and manufacturing sectors adding several jobs there. Statistics South Africa says uh, on a year-on-year basis the number of people with formal jobs rose by 1% to 8.5 million in that quarter. And South Africa will probably lower its forecast for corn output by 6.5% from last month's estimate. This comes after a recent survey has highlighted that South Africa's maize growing regions have not been receiving sufficient rain for crops to grow, which analysts believe will lead to lower than average yields. Turning to the markets now, the JSE All Share Index has closed down in negative territory by a third of 1% to close at 40,346 points. The rand's at 9.27 against the US dollar. 1397 to the pound and 1195 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,613 an ounce. A barrel of Brent crude oil at $109 and the platinum price at $1,564 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. Uh, six minutes after six o'clock, you're on the market update. David Shapiro of Sassman alongside me. David, market down about a third mm. of 1%. Uh, financial strong. Uh, and we saw pockets of strength. We saw some strong buying. In, in specific stocks, Woolworths, one of them, first trend, uh, very strong, mm-hmm. 1.5% higher today. Old Mutual, also very strong. In, overall, industrials were strong mm-hmm. and financials. It's a resource market that's bringing us down. And it has nothing to do with Exaro or Cumber. I think it's a global trend where uh, there are concerns building up by analysts that um, the commodity prices are not going to go anywhere, going to stay steady. Robust demand from China will continue, but I think analysts worried that uh, you know, uh, corporate profits or uh, mining profits will, will just remain uh, neutral almost you know, from last year. So there's quite a few worries about that, and that's playing on the uh, resource sector, bringing shares down. Um, the other market's doing okay. So it's, it's something that we didn't build into you know, to a lot of... We mm-hmm. thought this was going to be the year of, uh, of resources. But, uh, and it will be. You know, the, the, the demand will pick up again from China. But I think extra supply coming up onto the market are uh, going to keep things down. So we, that's why we've seen Kumba coming down quite a lot. Zara coming down. You know, all the diversifiers coming down because Billiton's got nothing to do in South Africa. So... Uh, you know, why would Billiton come down mm. if, um, if, it, if it was unique to SA? 
Missed start Standard Bank. That mm-hmm. share up over 2% mm-hmm. on the day. 52-week highs. Mediclinic up there again. Mm-hmm. SAB Miller. Uh, 484 rand a share. Next stop, 500. Well, the rand took a bit of a pummeling today on the Eskom story on concerns that we're going to see power cuts, which is going to affect output. So um, having, having started to recover yesterday, we saw it bounce back to 925 so, and, and looking weak. So, you know, so I think SAB on the back of that um, picked up. Richemont was under a bit of pressure. There was talk in the market of a big line being placed as much as uh, almost about 1% of the share of, of the company. You know, mm. so I, I'm not sure who's getting out and what that means. But um, I think that's one of the reasons we saw weakness in NASPAS also down. But overall, very strong day on, uh, you know, on, on the industrials. Richmond, 74 and 85 yeah. a share. Yeah. This was a share which back mm. in 2008 hit a low no. of 4 I, I don't think as low as that, but, but it's a certain... I think it was close to 4 rand because it? <laughs> when it got to 40 or just over 40, you'd made a 10-bagger. Okay. Oh. So it's almost a 20-bagger. No, I didn't realize it had fallen that far. Um, I remember it below 20 or thereabouts, or b- but, but never as far as far down as that. I can't think that far back. <laughs> <laughs> David, Cypress, Cypress off the agenda today. Well, I think we're getting used to it. I think, I think I'm a little more comfortable with the outcome, um, understanding what was behind it. That you know, They could only lend about 10 billion euros, and they had to make up that 7 billion somewhere, and this was the only solution. And this is unique to Cyprus. I don't think this will be repeated anywhere else. So I think as the stories unfold, um, uh, investors getting more comfortable. You can see in the US, I don't know where it is now, when I left, it was up, you know, the Dow was bouncing back 0.2%. You know, we had better housing numbers out there as well. So, you know, it wasn't even dominating the headlines in, uh, you know, in the US. Euro under 129 yeah. to the dollar for yeah. the first time since December. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's, it's going to play. You know, more and more money is going to flow into the, uh, into the US. And if, um, you can see treasuries also improving there. Uh, twofold. I think they think that Bernanke is going to continue with his uh, <laughs> with his policies. You know, we we hear from him tomorrow, and uh, also money flowing in from the euro. You know, from the eurozone into into the into U.S. Treasuries. A couple of economic stats uh, out today ahead of uh, the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee meeting, uh, or rather decision tomorrow, the meeting uh, kicking off today. Also, inflation numbers out tomorrow. David, building plans passed. The difference between January last year and January this year, at 41%. Building plans passed. Mm. That's interesting because I don't think you can actually sell existing houses. You know, when you, when you actually drive around here, there's so many houses on, 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 on show. So it depends on where, what level at. Mm-hmm. You know, probably at the lower end of the market, I'm sure there's plenty of building taking place. Um, but it, it, it seems rather odd because I, I would have thought that oh, the, look the, at all the, the, the capacity of houses mm-hmm. on the market increasing. No, and then we yeah. saw we saw employment data out today, non-farm employment yeah. for the fourth quarter, up 22,000 jobs. That's oh, yeah. not much. You know, it's not much. I don't know where it comes from and, and whether we can rely on these stats anymore. It just doesn't tie in with what's happening or what we hear in the economy. Well, a number of ABSA customers were affected by debit order problems over the weekend. Some clients were left overdrawn as these debit orders were processed. Ed Carroll is Chief Operating Officer of APSA Retail and Business Banking. Ed, as far as I understand this, you received an order to process a number of debit orders from FNB as you normally do on Friday night, and, and then the havoc began. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, um, and thanks for, for the chance to, uh, to explain what happened. So the first thing we really knew about it was on Saturday morning we noticed unusual spikes in our call 
uh, centers and the volumes there. And of course, we set out investigating what was going on there. And um, we quickly established that an FNB file um, had unauthorized debits in it for our customers. And, uh, you know, we processed this file as we do um, in the normal course of events and as per the payment scheme rules here in South Africa. And uh, it seems these debits were actually uh, issued in order to reverse a systems error that FNB had experienced over a period of months. So it was sort of, if you like, a... Um, uh, a, a huge volume of um, debit orders came through on a Friday night processed and customers out there spending money in shops, etc., found suddenly there was no money in their accounts. Ed, is there any indication of how many customers were affected? Is this uh, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands? So, I mean, I think that the, num the number we would measure in thousands, but for us, you know, one customer experiencing this is, is one too many, and uh, our, our focus moved straight on to how could we uh, take the pain away from customers and reverse this and uh, obviously restore their accounts to, to the space that they should be in. So these are being reversed one by one? Well, no, actually what we've, what we've been doing is, um, is uh, since yesterday we've been working with FNB. It's fairly complex to reverse these because there have been plenty of other transactions going on. Mm. We're now working with FNB um, to make sure we can reverse all of these transactions and we need to address this issue between ABSA and FNB and not, um, not if you like, uh, pass it straight on to the clients. Ed Carroll is Chief Operating Officer of ABSA Retail and Business Banking. Let's bring in Leanne Fonsell now, Chief Executive Officer of FNB Online Banking. Leanne, is that as simple as, as what happened on Friday evening? Um, Hilton, from our side, definitely, we identified a small batch of payments that were, as Ed correctly said, processed in one of our payment systems, and there had been a duplication. Now, because it was a bank system error and not a client-generated error, we felt it was acceptable for us as a bank to actually put a collections file through these accounts. A number of reports uh, speculating that there have been systems errors at FNB uh, for a number of months now. As an FNB client myself, uh, is there anything to worry about? I, I don't think they can actually be compared. Um, this was in just one of our processing systems, and it was just on a specific type of a customer. And here I'm talking um, 37,000 transactions affecting um, 7,000 customers. So it definitely wasn't widespread at all in our organization. But we do appreciate that the implication on customer what they felt was large. And as far as this, uh, this uh, is concerned, when, when you do pick these up, are, are you proactive and, and uh, make contact with, with the other party like ABSA uh, as soon as possible? Okay. Um, Hilton, the normal course, indefinitely in this instance, because it was a bank system error, we felt appropriate and we went and pulled the collection. Absolutely. In the normal course of events, we would always make um, contact with the customer first once the customer has approved, we would then proceed with the collection. And this is exactly now the process since um, today, just as today also, working with APSA to restore on how we are going to actually um, reverse this transaction with their customers. Leanne Fonsell, the Chief Executive of FNB Online Banking. Before her, Ed Carell, the Chief Operating Officer of APSA Retail and Business Banking. David, aren't you glad you don't have to <laughs> 7, be processing customers. debit Sounds orders? Sounds a lot to me. 7,000 customers, yeah. 7,000 angry people stomping their feet. 
I think that's a lot of noise they can make. Yeah, 7,000 people calling your call center on a well, Saturday morning. Well, if it's nothing for f you can imagine how many customers they really have. <laughs> David, just, uh, just before we get to Telcom, an uh, interesting uh, email in from, from a listener. Uh, remember, we spoke about the Times Media uh, oh. Group results last, oh. uh, last week. Uh, some significant losses in the uh, home ent- entertainment division, the new Metro Home Entertainment Division, uh, the, the division responsible for DVDs, mm-hmm. uh, which you'll mm-hmm. buy in shops, distributing those, and uh, DVDs to rental stores. Uh, he says, I run a business that competes with one of the Times Media companies, and for a, the corresponding period, we have banked over 10 million rand profit before tax. If you are a good operator in a challenging industry, you'll always find ways to turn a profit. Maybe they should stop using the shift to digital as an excuse and find some decent management. He says, as an aside, retail sales of DVD and Blu-ray actually increased by 4% across last year. There you are. <laughs> That's some interesting. But uh, it's interesting to know that, uh, you know that that demand continues like that and that they're not going digital. That's very, mm. very, very mm. interesting. Uh, just as far as uh, the, the, the problems in the mining sector are concerned, mm. uh, if we quickly shift focus to that, uh, Palabora's uh, copper mine that's <laughs> sit-in uh, of, Has of it been resolved yet? I 70 <laughs> workers. Now, David, I, mm. I bring this up because mm. the IDC and the Chinese are, are busy with a transaction mm. to, to mm. acquire Palabora mm. uh, mm. and to acquire this copper mine up mm. in uh, Limpopo. I think they're, they're about to discover. I think they're about to discover how tough mining is. <laughs> and, and <laughs> no, how, tough, how tough labor is, not mining. <laughs> I mean, how difficult it is. Yeah. And, and SAFM market update with MoneyWeb. In this month's business feature 2013, we speak to Vili Furi, who's the head of clothing and textile strategic business unit at the Industrial Development Corporation. We take a look at the current state of the sector and what the IDC is doing to stimulate growth within it. For more details or to listen to the full discussion, log on to moneyweb.co.za. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, this, well, this is, is the market, market update, update with, with Money Web. 18 minutes after 6 o'clock. Uh, we are battling to get hold of uh, Attila Vitae, the MD of Telcom Mobile, to take us through a number of uh, changes being made in that business. Uh, the ATA brand not quite disappearing. Uh, Attila has the answers, though. We hope to get to those before half past six this evening. David, a uh, question in on our SMS line. That's on 34701 with a keyword market. Uh, 34701 with a keyword market. Question in uh, saying or asking, uh, given the expansion of all our banks uh, up into Africa, we've obviously got Standard Bank and, and Absa leading the pack, uh, FNB or First Rand trying a, a very organic uh, growth strategy uh, aside from that transaction in Ghana. Uh, we've also got uh, Nedbank with the EcoBank Alliance. Whether or not uh, one could see Capitec moving into Africa at some point. I think they've got so much to do here to catch up with the other banks, and I think that will be their priority in order to get um, to tackle the local banks first before they even start thinking of Africa. I'm sure it's on their radar, and I'm sure they're thinking about it. Um, I'm not sure in, 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 in what form, whether it's in the unsecured lending side, but I think that APSA, in my view, will move to a full bank 
you know, in, in other words, um, start, start giving a lot more services. Sorry, um, uh, Capitec. And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's going to be their strategy because they're still, you know, they're still even well behind, uh, able in market cap. So there's a lot of work for them to do. One can guess that, mm-hmm. uh, a type of move into the rest of Africa will start very slowly mm-hmm. with maybe a branch in Masiru and Lesotho, maybe a branch in Botswana, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. I, look, it's, it's a highly administrative bank. And uh, it relies very heavily on its uh, on infrastructure, on its computer systems. That's what makes it unique. You know, there's very little. The human interaction is, is fast, and it's a, it's a great bank, and it's a great banking model. And I think it's going to be a model of the future, which means you know it it hasn't got the branch infrastructure. And I think that's that's going to make it uh, unique. So you've got to make sure that the same systems exist in a lot of those African countries, and that if you're going to uh, duplicate or you know copy the service. Well, Diversified Investment Holding Company, Remgro, which has interest in everything from MediClinic to First Rand to Rainbow Chickens to Seacom to ETV, uh, out with uh, results for the six months to December today. Yanni Durant, Chief Executive of Remgro, joins us now. Yanni, your headline earnings per share down 35%. Uh, ordinarily, uh, those would have been up 19% were it not for a uh, MediClinic refinancing cost. And given that you own or a substantial stake of your portfolios made up of, uh, of MediClinic, uh, that's impacting the numbers. Yes, I mean, that's correct, uh, Milton. We own 45% of, of MediClinic, so that's our share of that cost. It's actually not a cost. It's just an accounting entry. Mm. It, it was always provided for in the balance sheet via the reserve, so it's just the recycling of that amount via, via the income statement. So it's got no impact on the NAV or the balance sheet of, of MediClinic. So it's purely an, an accounting entry, and I'm an accountant, and I don't always understand some of these things. But, yes, so that impacted the results. But we look through that, and we actually look at the 18, or as you say, close to 19% increase in earnings. That's what the number we're focusing on. Just looking across the group, your industrial investments, excluding the impact of, of this uh, MediClinic charge, uh, up 23%, uh, doing even better than, than your financial services investments. Yeah, I mean, um, Unilever has done well. I mean, Unilever had a 27% increase on its own and has done remarkably well in very tough times. So my hats off to the management team there at Unilever. Also, MediClinic, if you exclude the financing, costs, also had very good results. The still also quite satisfactory results. So, yes, um, we were quite happy with the industrial interest coming through and kicking in nicely. On the financial services side of things, obviously that increase of 16% uh, on the back of, of a very strong performance uh, by First Rand. You have been very busy uh, in the, in the six-month period. You've increased your stakes in business partners. You've increased your stake in investment group Cajiso Tiso Holdings. You've increased your stake in shipping and logistics company Grindrod, and you've bought out the of Cape Vin. You've also set up an infrastructure fund focused on Africa together with uh, former MTN chief executive Putuma Ntleko uh, called the Pimbani Remgro Infrastructure Fund. What's the, what's the purpose of this fund? Has it made an investment already? Yes, that's correct. It's a fund that we've started at Batuma. We're 50-50 owners in the management company. We seed funded that by 500 million via Remgro, and Putuma has put in 100 million. We've done one investment so far called a company called ETG, the export trading group operating out of Dar es Salaam in Tanzania on the logistics side. So we've done our first investment. As we speak, the fund is um, raising some more money. We want to make it a substantial fund, so we're very excited about it. The reasoning behind it is the infrastructure in Africa, which is a growing 
um, Africa needs infrastructure. We're seeing a lot of opportunities via Grinrod, via Petuma ourselves, our companies operating into Africa and the need for infrastructure. And we thought this was a good opportunity to actually create a vehicle to actually um, follow these opportunities. Yanni, you do own three-quarters of Rainbow Chicken. Uh, that business is busy with a transaction to acquire two-thirds of uh, South Africa's third-largest food producer, Food Corp., uh, still in front of the Competition Commission, hopefully a decision out uh, there in the, in the next week or two. What's the thinking there? Is this really about bolstering uh, uh, the food side of your business and potentially growing that into something far larger? Absolutely. Um Despite the woes of, of rainbow and not just rainbow, the whole of chicken industry, we actually want to create a, good, a great food company that operates across the continent. Um, and Food Corp is an integral part of that. I mean, they've got some very strong brands in yum yum peanut butter, nola mayonnaise, Machau number one, the, the drink. Mm. So we, we're very excited about some of those brands and how we can actually build them out right throughout the continent. And, and that is our history going through. We, we concentrate on trademarks. We like to invest in good trademarks. So yes, it fits in very nicely with the picture of what we want to achieve via Rainbow. Former Vodacom Chief Executive Peter Ace joining the executive and investment team on the 1st of April is pretty much coming full circle given that Venfin used to own a stake in Vodacom until 2005. Are you looking potentially to, to bulk up that technology part of the business given that your financial and industrial interests are so large? Yes, I mean, um, Dark Fiber, um, the, the Fiber Optic Company is a big um it's a big focus point of us. So we've already got about three billion rand worth of fiber optics in, in the ground. We interesting now Vodacom, MT and Celsius, they're all big customers of that of that mm. company. So yes, Peter will fulfill a very crucial role. He's actually busy cycling the Cape Epic starting on the first of April, so I hope he uh, he survives and come back. Yanni Durante, the chief executive of Remgro. This technology, media and telecommunications report is brought to you by Vox Telecom, South Africa's leading alternative telco. 25 minutes after 6, Old Telcom today announced the relaunch of its mobile arm, while ATA is not completely disappearing and will remain a brand focused on specific segments of the market. Its cellular division will now be known simply as Telcom Mobile. Attila Vitae, who joined as Mobile MD in November last year after stints running Vodafone businesses in Hungary and Turkey, joins us now. Attila, what's behind this decision to, to simplify... Uh, and in some ways, I guess, complicate the, the branding structure of the mobile business. Good evening to you. Um, well, I, I, I would uh, suggest that it's actually simplifying uh, our brand positioning in the marketplace. Um, the history is that we launched uh, ATA a couple of years ago, and it was targeted very much at the uh, youth market and uh, at people who uh, wanted to use basic telephony and weren't uh, actually uh, bothered about having value-added services such as international roaming and the like. Um, and I think that after a couple of years, we've grown up. We feel that we are capable of offering uh, more value-added services. We have a much uh, better network than we had a couple of years ago, and we are trying to address people who, or the market um, which uh, is constituted by people who want to talk a lot and who are data-hungry uh, users. And we felt that it was um, more appropriate to approach this market using Telcom Mobile as the brand, partly because there is this issue of fixed mobile, te uh, fixed mobile convergence. Mm. And uh, we felt that if we are going to uh, uh, offer really uh, good converged products, It'd be better if we were to do that uh, with the telecom fixed 
on mobile banner as opposed to ATA. So we feel that we're addressing a new market with Telcom Mobile. We are trying to get higher value customers than we did with ATA. But at the same time, I should emphasize that we are not abandoning ATA. ATA is a much-loved brand. We have uh, lots of customers who use the ATA uh, service. Our employees love uh, uh, ATA. So uh, we are going to strengthen the ATA brand in those market segments that it's in currently. And we will use Telcom Mobile to go after higher uh, value segments. Attila, are customers likely to see moves in the market as soon as tomorrow from, from Telcom Mobile? Yes, they will. We will be launching uh, three new uh, voice plans, very, very attractive, including unlimited calls um, for a fixed price. We will have the option to call uh, unlimited uh, uh, amounts to a fixed line, one fixed line, uh, obviously Telcom fixed line, and we will have free Telcom Mobile to Telcom Mobile uh, uh, tariffs as well. So we have some exciting new uh, uh, tariffs in the uh, voice space, and we'll be launching a number of uh, uh, data packages with uh, uh, bundled data devices tomorrow as well. Um, and I'd like to remind your listeners of our uh, leading uh, uh, offer for the BlackBerry. We launched on 1st of uh, March mm. our uh, new BlackBerry offer, which included, I think we're the only network in uh, South Africa to offer uh, unlimited free uh, BlackBerry messaging, which is really what the BlackBerry service was all about. So um, we are very, very excited. We are renewing our efforts in both the voice and the data space. We have lots of uh, unused capacity on our network. It's a high-quality network, and uh, we would love it if uh, more and more of your users were to... Uh, go to our shops and uh, uh, try the uh, the product for themselves. Atola Vitae is the MD of Telcom Mobile. This technology media and telecommunications report was brought to you by Vox Telecom, South Africa's leading alternative telco. The Vox Superphone and your ADSL line go together like taxis in rush hour. Ah! But we do give a hoot. Now you can use your ADSL for more than just surfing. With the Superphone, you can call any phone, anywhere, using your ADSL line. You save money, earn rebates, and Vox to Vox calls are free. No contracts, just plug and play. Your ADSL and the Vox Superphone. It's the perfect combination. Make the most of your ADSL. Visit voxsuperphone.co.za. Well, David, just to wrap up with Attila did tell me earlier today that uh, the network build-out continues apace. They are still hiring at Telcom Mobile, despite what's happening at uh, the parent company, and that they'll be launching uh, 4G LTE in a matter of weeks to catch 4G. up. 4G? 4G. Well, he, he got quite a bit of advertising time, etc. Are you so searching? <laughs> Am I certain? I'm still <laughs> struggling with my network. I'm still one of the... I, I don't even talk. I just message. <laughs> well, that's what they said. I mean, he said uh, they are looking at uh, packages that are almost exclusively data with mm-hmm. just a little bit of voice we'll mm-hmm. have to see what happens there mm-hmm. it was a day with the JSE ended down a third of 1% 40,346 uh, and this has been the SAFM market update with MoneyWeb if you are near the CBD tonight have a look at Absa Towers you're likely to see something quite spectacular that is going to change the skyline of Johannesburg forever we're back tomorrow at 6pm 6.30 now and time for game plan